0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Doster and Deshawn podcast here on the Field of Sixty Eight Media Network. Today's episode is brought to you by our sponsors and partners over at Bet Rivers. My name is Rob Doster. That gentleman that you see there with me, the one and only Deshawn Butler. We are recording this a little bit early today. It is eleven a.m. on Sunday. Uh, I think you guys know there's a pretty big game tonight. Something called the Super Bowl. I don't know if you've ever heard of it, Deshawn. Uh, I actually but- did some research and I have learned a lot about the Super Bowl
1: and uh, since uh, Thursday, so.
0: Good, 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 good. I'm glad that you did. Because I mean, it's, it's like part of American culture, you know, now that you're back here in the States and not living in Europe anymore, like you kind of, I, I feel like you need to kind of integrate back into American society. I mean, I do. I've I, I
1: miss <laughs> so much. I don't know what's going on. I'm out of the loop. And because of great people like you who take the time to care about me, I learn these things.
0: I, I look, I do what I can. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I do what I can. Right off off the rip. Um, people are going to probably hear this after the Super Bowl. So let's just get those predictions in right now so <laughs> exactly. that they can see how dumb we are. Yeah. I'm, I'm all I'm on record saying that, uh, that Kansas City is going to win. Kansas City is going to cover the spread. Pat Mahomes is going to be the MVP. Take the over and everything that you could possibly take the over in. I want to shootout, So that's what I'm uh, I'm hoping for. Maybe I'm just projecting what I want onto what I think is going to happen.
1: I'll go with that as well, except for Mahomes. I, I want Mahomes to win, but I think Tom Brady is going to take care of it. I think Tom Brady will be the uh, MVP of the uh, Super Bowl. And uh, I just can't wait to watch a good game, man. Like, I cannot wait. It's going to be so fun to watch.
0: All right, so we have a lot to talk about today. Um, obviously, it was a wild Saturday in college basketball. I have hot takes that I got to spew about Tennessee. Uh, we have to talk about Texas and their collapse yesterday. We got to talk about Ayo Desumu. Man, he was un believable yesterday afternoon and mm-hmm. of course i'm gonna let you talk your shit a little bit about west virginia make sure that you get to say your piece about your mountaineers course, uh but course, before we course. before we get into all of that the first thing that i, I just want to kind of bounce off of you is i have a theory day you ready mm-hmm. for this you want to hear my theory uh, talk to me i don't think that there is a third best team in college basketball this year and what i mean by that is this there's always going to be a team that is the top of that second group of teams, right? That second tier. There's always going to be someone that is like quote unquote, the third best or whatever you, however you want to phrase it. Um, But after Baylor and Gonzaga, I don't think that there's a team in the country that's better than what your typical like three seed is. Right. So while Baylor and Gonzaga are, are kind of in a league where they are maybe historically good, like the only teams that in Ken Palm's database, the only teams that have higher adjusted efficiency margins than Baylor and Gonzaga are 2008 Kansas and 2015 Kentucky. There only two teams. Jesus, so like Man. I think that they're I think that they're like legit elite good, like like historically good. Both of those teams. Mm-hmm. But after that, it's just it's just a bunch of teams that are like typical like teams that would be ranked in like the ten to fifteen range, right? So while we're seeing awesome. all of these teams that are ranked kind of like in the top five <laughs> losing games, and we have a visitor here. What's going on? Um, we have a visitor. Hi, Rivers. Hi, how are you? So, Rivers. Hold on, give me one second. Well, let me let me jump back on this. So, what we have are basically a bunch of teams that are kind of in that uh, like ten to fifteen range. And and you know, in a typical year, if you see like a ten seat or a number ten team in the country go on the road and lose to a tournament team, like that's not really all that shocking, right? So, um, that's kind of where I'm at with it. Like, there's a bunch of teams that that really aren't great. But are good enough to kind of climb their way up to the top. And that's why we see such like a, a, a changeover, right? Like sometimes it's Villanova, but yeah, yeah. you know what? They get pressured. Uh, they, they fold a little bit. They, they can't guard Posh Alexander off the bounce. So um, Texas, like, look, if they're not shooting, they're not very good. They, yeah, they, exactly. Uh, Houston is kind of, you know, that if you're, if you're good enough to roll through the AAC, but you're not good enough to win at East Carolina, how good yeah. are you really? So
1: Exactly. It, it, you're susceptible to lose to anybody at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Like,
0: more so than any like previous years where you have
1: teams that are – when you're in the top 10, usually you expect those teams to take care of business against teams that they, are below them. And, I mean, when you become susceptible to lose games like that, like you just mentioned, it doesn't really hold as much weight to being ranked at those numbers sometimes. For everybody, yeah, not, not, just, not just Houston, for everybody. But.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think what that's going to mean is that we're going to have one – a tournament where like it's just it's really wild like we're going to see chaos. a bunch of upsets <laughs> yeah we're going to see a bunch of like uh one season two season three seasons lose pretty early mm-hmm. um I think we're going to see some Cinderella's and like honestly in, in in this day and age like I could really use a great Cinderella story like I could really use a sister Jean moment right now <laughs> like I don't know about you yeah. man but we uh, need uh, uh that'd
1: be insane. Nope. <laughs> nah, that'd be insane. <laughs> like, It'd be awesome like i love cinderella like cinderella teams like especially in the tournament i feel like it'll be i feel like you said there'll be a lot of them just because of how i won't say level the playing field is but just how not cons- no it's level level's the right word would you say level because i feel like it's more yeah. the, the top the teams that are considered top teams aren't as consistent in it creates a level playing field in a sense. Like, as nothing. To, I feel like the the mid majors and everybody lower, they're doing what they're supposed to be doing right now.
0: Yeah. So I, I, I think level is the perfect word because I think like when you go from three to like thirty, really, what is what, what? How much is the difference in those teams, right? Like, how much is the difference between yeah. like, let's say. Um, it's kind of hard to go with Michigan right now because they're um, they, like we don't know what they're going to be coming out of this this shutdown. It, like yeah. it's something I'm very concerned about. But let's say just like Illinois or Iowa, what's the difference between them and like Florida or Missouri? Yeah, you know, like yeah. or Oklahoma State. The Oklahoma Drake. State's outside the top third. Like Drake is really good. Yeah. Loyal is really good. so. I think it's going to be one of those years where we just see a bunch of like weird shit happening. But that's so th- that's going to be fun. So we're going to get like some Cinderellas in the tournament. You know what else that means? What? I mean, it's that much more likely that we're gonna get Baylor Gonzaga in the national title game, which is what everybody on the planet wants.
1: This is why they didn't schedule it. I'm, I'm still upset about that. There's still a chance I heard but I doubt it's gonna happen. but if we get the national championship game, I'm not tripping. I'm more power to, to everybody involved.
0: I have an idea talking I don't think it, I don't think it's possible to make this happen, but I think that if we start the movement now it's something that we can kind <laughs> of like push for. Which,
1: Put it, put it into uh, existence.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, speak, it, speak it into an existence, right? <laughs> yeah. So, let me know what you think about this, Deshaun. If we get to the national title game and we have Baylor against Gonzaga, you know what we need to do? What? We got to make that be a five-game series. I would Bubble up. Bubble series. up. Bubble up in Indy, right? If they get to the final, look, just call an audible bubble Fuck up in about. Indy. The, Nash, the 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 final four would, would 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 the final four games would be on a Saturday, right? Mm-hmm. Playing on a Monday, playing on a Wednesday, playing on a Friday. We could even do a three game series, just bubble up that whole week: Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Three game series. They show let the, the
1: final four. They show up the final four. Do that. That'd be awesome. I think the final four going in a in a a five game series would be an awesome for this
0: year. Maybe I think that'd be <laughs> awesome to have. I'm I'm in, man. I'm in. So listen, I'd be I'd be worried Dan to whoever
1: makes those, other, those. I'll be worried to see what the, those other team, two teams would be, and to put them yeah. in a five game series like that would be against against Baylor and exactly.
0: Like, like, right. Hey, look, it'd be sweeps. It'd be sweeps. Let's, let's, <laughs> exactly. Let's, let's be I was like, it'd I'd be sweeps. a torture.
1: So I'd, you're right. The championship would be better. That's what I said. Never. Mind. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> it would be sweeps. Let's be. Good. Um, all right, so. Yeah, I, I think we're both in agreement that there's yeah. there's there's a top two, and then like there's no one else's number three. I, yeah, I can't ever argue that. And I I know Michigan fans like look, okay, Michigan fans, I'm not hating on your team. Okay, I've had my doubts about them. I'm on record having my doubts about them. It's hard to trust a team that doesn't have a great point guard. And it's hard to trust a team where your big man is a little bit of a throwback big. And I think we can all agree that's what it is. Hunter, that's a tough name to say. Hunter Hunter Dickinson. Dickinson. There you go. Um, Ers
1: and then ins every time. You know, I keep I keep (laughs) wanting to
0: say Hunter Mickelson, the guy that used to play for uh, for Kansas. Remember him? Nah,
1: actually, I don't. That's what I was going to yeah. say. Who was that, by the way? <laughs> yeah, he
0: used to play for Kansas. It was back when you were in Europe. So uh, it's, it's not surprising that you don't know what's yeah. going on. <laughs> <It's> just... <laughs> um, um, yeah, but uh, so, like, look, he's he's a guy that scores in the, in the paint. He doesn't really mm-hmm. stretch the floor. He's not great defending on the perimeter. Like, that's just concerning to me when you're going up against teams like Baylor that loves to play those ball screens and, and Gonzaga that loves to play ball screens. So um, I always thought Michigan was like a step below them. Even mm-hmm. if they were in a tier all by themselves, like I thought they were a step below. But now they've been shut down for two weeks, man. We don't know mm-hmm. what they're going to be coming back. Look at what St. Louis was when they came back. Look at what Clemson was when they came back from their pause. Mm-hmm. Like teams react to this stuff differently, right? right so, myself. like we all thought Villanova was the number three team in the country. They come back from their pause. They go to St. John's and they get blown out. So it.
1: Yeah, and that was like they yeah. had a they had a good start, and then all of a sudden they, you start to see a, sm- a small collapse there with their yeah. uh, with their scenario. So I mean, yeah.
0: All right, so let's get into Saturday's action. Talk your shit about West Virginia, Deshaun. Let me hear it. Tell me what Don't you got to say. About it.
1: Don't worry about it. I will. Um, <laughs> My Mountaineers were amazing against Kansas. Um, The I feel like if this was uh, any other day, Kansas would have the way they played. Their starting five played. They could have uh won that game if West Virginia came out and if it was the old West Virginia with uh, Oscar there but because West Virginia's new style of play with the tons of offense and tons of threes being shot and made, it was very difficult for, uh, for Kansas to go out there and beat West Virginia in Morgantown. I mean, Ty Sherman played great. Deuce McBride surprise. I mean, he's, he's super consistent. And obviously Derek Cobra went out there and was, uh, was a beast. I mean, I felt like him and uh which was strange. I didn't, I thought he would do a better job against, uh, against, uh, my guy, uh, What's his name? Uh, our big man, uh, David, uh, David,
0: David McCormick, David McCormick, your, fa- your favorite, your favorite, my favorite big,
1: one of my favorite bigs. Yeah. I thought he would do a good <laughs> job against uh, Dave, David McCormick, David, Dave, they gave him a little fight for his money uh, during that game, but uh, they they still couldn't stop my Mountaineers. So I wish, yeah, Jeff, got I mean, on the, I wish Jeff got on the, uh, <laughs> on last night. I, I'm sure he would have had an earful for you.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, look, um. When when Deuce is playing like that, and when someone else is making shots, like West Virginia becomes a very 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 dangerous team. Um, I'm still, I mean, we talked about this last night on the stream, yeah, or on on locker room. On, on locker room. Uh, I'm still very concerned about uh, that the defensive side of the ball. Um, yeah. You know, like so. at some point you're going to run into, like you're going to win a national title this year. You're going to make a run to the final four. You're going to run into someone like a Baylor or a, K- or a Gonzaga, okay. and you got to be able to get stops. <clears throat> And I don't know if West Virginia is able to get stops at the level that you're going to be to need to get stops. Um, but I'll tell you this much, man, like if you're putting up 91 points on Kansas and you're putting up 88 points on Texas tech, like at some point, maybe it doesn't matter all that much. And um, like, so, to, and to, what,
1: where does that get you though? I mean, cause we look at, we look, they're not, they're not a, a three point shooting team. My West Virginia Mountaineers aren't as uh, consistent as I was from three. And they have a good post guy, but he's not Luka Garza either. And at the same time, it's just like, you know, how far will that get you? I feel like Taz Sherman, who had a great game last game, can do a better job defensively. For them to be a good team, Taz Sherman, Sean McNeil, um, the guys that play the wings a ton, um, Emmett Matthews and Jalen Bridges, those four guys have to be consistent and even beyond consistent defensively. For that team yeah. to be good because, I mean, you're going to get the points normally from Deuce and from Derek. So the other guys have to show and show a better defensive front.
0: Yeah, what I will say is this. um, When they like, I think we saw where they would really struggle against Florida when like in the second half, like Trey Mann was getting wherever he wanted. And Noah Locke was, was kind of getting open looks and backs. West Virginia was not. They, they went up against a team that kind of couldn't match them like athlete for athlete on the perimeter. Exactly. And, like, that's exactly what Baylor's going to be able to do, and that's exactly yes. what Gonzaga's going to be able to do. And and to be Those frank, teams. that's <laughs> exactly what Kansas is able to do. And yeah. West Virginia won despite it. They did not – they yeah. weren't able to win against Florida. So, um, to me, like, I, I don't – I haven't really changed my take on them, when, like, long-term. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're when They're dangerous. When they're making shots, like, they could beat anyone. When they're missing shots, like – Okay, they're going to have to find another way to win. Will they be able to get to that level of defense where they can find a way to win when they're not making their shots? So I'm, I'm with, I, I I'm in on them. I like them. They're fun. They're way more fun than I thought they were going to be. So I'll give you credit. Yeah, on definitely.
1: That. I will not argue with that. It's a definitely a three six. Uh, excuse me, one eighty from what it was beginning of the season <laughs> until now. So
0: um, before we get into, uh, we're going to talk about Illinois and we're going to talk about the, the Texas Oklahoma State game. Uh, we're going to talk about Tennessee. I don't know if we're going to bring up Duke and, Duke and North Carolina because, like, whatever. Yeah. Man, like, I, I, I don't care. Did um, you see
1: Jeff's tweet about uh, whoever loses this game as a first first bid for the uh, NIT? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that is always stolen.
0: Um, but I do want to ask you about, like, the the, Alabama, um, the Alabama-Missouri ending. So, yeah. for people that didn't see it, Missouri was up uh, by 20. with six minutes left. Yeah. How much of that sound is coming through, by the way? Oh, I heard that. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah, Kids, bro. It's kids.
0: <laughs> Hold on. I'm going to have to edit this a bunch.
1: No worries. All right. So you, you're preaching it, to
0: the choir. Now, that, now that there's crying going on. It, it, oh, exactly. Holy smokes. Um, it's part of it. So for people that didn't see it, uh, Alabama was down by twenty with six minutes left against Missouri. Um, they go on a twenty-one to two run. Yeah. They cut the lead to sixty-six to sixty-five, and NATO straws up uh, like a great, great ATO sidelines out of bound play, and he gets Herb Jones rolling to the bucket. Herb Jones comes to a jump stop, throws a pump fake. The dude from Missouri, I, I think it was Drew Smith. I can't. I, I Smith, always hit, it was Drew, it was Drew Smith. There's like 17 Smiths on Missouri, yeah. and I never like I, I was I like, can't. how did they do
1: that? How did they recruit that? It's
0: like, yeah, you know. like I, I none of them are related. It's just like <laughs> yeah. 19 Smiths on Missouri. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. So, so Ju uh, Smith goes up and like he gets his arm straight up, but his body is body. moving forward, and nice. he lands on Herb Jones' left shoulder and completely knocks him off balance like it's very evident that he knocked him off balance as herb jones went up to go for the layup Uh, i thought it was like a very very clear and obvious foul and herb jones should have like absolutely gotten two free throws nothing was called missouri fans were not very happy with my take robbie hummel completely disagreed with me when i asked him about it so where do you stand on on that call on that whistle and like does alabama have a right to be upset since they dug themselves a 20 point hole um,
1: to answer that last question, no, Alabama doesn't have a right to be upset. Uh, Coach, know uh, um, talked about that before, like after the game. He was basically saying, you know, we had came out and played the way we played in the second half. We would have won the game. And that's evident. They would have won the game. That second half was amazing. Uh, they got a chance to push the ball and they got aggressive in transition and they did everything they were supposed to do the second half. I watched the play like a couple of times. The, the possession before Herb gets to the basket. It was kind of like a, I want to say soft take, but it was just like, it was a readable take and he got the shot, uh, I want to say blocked, but it was more like it was defended pretty well. That last possession is a foul. I can't call it anything else, but you can go straight up and you can say he needs to go up stronger or pump it. You can say anything you want to, but Drew Smith kind of, he went straight up and into him with his body. And because he went into him with his body as her was in his, his motion to go up, i mean it, it, he hit his body and he, he he actually in a sense herb didn't even get a chance to go directly into him as he was going up his body got hit as he was going up and it drew his body off it was, should have been a foul he should have got his free throws but i mean it just didn't work out that way which just sucks because they ended up losing their what first game in conference like and in my mind i mean he he goes to those the free throw line he knocks those free throws down there he's a good player he's a good shooter um Yeah, but like, so they uh, dug themselves in that terrible hole, man. Yeah, It was just terrible. That first half, like it was bad.
0: So, yeah. So like, I, I do think that it was like absolutely a foul. Like the big thing is, is Drew Smith tries to make the right play. But his his body his momentum is moving forward, and he lands yeah. on Herb Jones' shoulder, shoulder, yeah. and like he can't go up strong. Like that's a foul. That's a foul and every see, single time. And I don't see how
1: the baseline referee and the sideline referee that's there don't see that call. Like, like because every like camera camera wise, and I get it. Where and p- people make mistakes. There was a lot of referee mistakes yesterday, by the way. Like four in West Virginia's game. But like that angle, like as you're a referee and someone's like getting the, a ball screen you know, or someone's rolling to the basket on that right side. The referee is like near the coach's box. Like you can see what's going on from that coaching box and the baseline. The referee was there on the baseline. Like you is a difference between running over and standing straight up or running over and jumping straight up. And then your momentum of coming over as hard as he came, Drew came over, and his momentum took him into his body. Like it disrupted his yeah. it disrupted Herb's body. Not even the shot, his body. So it's just
0: you yeah, and here's here's the other thing about fight. it. Here's the thing that frustrates me the most about this: if Herb Jones was shooting a three and that happened, he'd be on the line, and no one he'd would on have any line exactly. No, no one have any questions about it. He'd be on no, the line shooting free th- three three free throws. Um, yeah, That's a fact. But it's so like that's frustrating, and I would I, I would understand if Nate Nate Oates is like very very frustrated. I thought he was going to get lit up the way he argued. Like he went sprinting on the court to go talk yeah. to him about it. Yeah, I, I yeah, thought yeah. he was going to get lit up. Um, But the other part of it is like. They did not deserve to win that game. Nah, man. Like, like you dig yourself a 20-point hole and have to rally like that. Yes, it's incredible. But for 36 minutes, you played, like, dog shit. Like, you're not – so, so like, I understand why he's mad, and they probably should have gotten that call. But if you don't play, like, dog shit for – for look, you don't play, like, dog shit for 30 minutes. Instead of 34 minutes. For 30 minutes. Like, if you have four extra minutes of good basketball, you win that game because you you don't run out of time at the end. So, like –
1: what did you think yeah. of the uh, What did you think of the coverage of like? Tillman? They did a good job on Tillman in the second half, only because like they missed shots and then they were able to run and they they doubled a little bit better. But I feel like that sh- that kind of got them in a the damn hole almost. Like, initially, yeah, he, got, he he got going and then all of a sudden, and after he made a couple shots and then they stopped him a little bit. Kobe Brown. started like it was a it, it got just,
0: bad. I thought in the first <laughs> half, like I thought in the first half, like they just they you can like point to different little things like, Oh, they didn't get this coverage. Right. They didn't get that coverage, but just overall it's like they, they were moving in in molasses. Right. It's like they had, they They had, they they had boots on instead of, instead of basketball shoes on. So like everything was a step slow. Every read was a step slow. So it's, it's also the second time that they started like that on a road at an 11 o'clock local time tip. So like it's, I can understand why it would be tough for a bunch of college kids to play an early morning game like that. Um, on the road in an, in a, in an era um, and where you are like, it, this is way on everybody, right? Like everybody is kind of going through it right now. And this, I think everybody is like, okay, like this is a grind. The season is a grind. We have a three game lead on everybody in the sec. Like, do I really want to go to Missouri and play an 11 a.m. T-? Like yeah. I can understand why they'd be like, okay, like this is, this is a lot. This is much, but like, you got to be able to get up. for those. Yeah. Like, So like, I, I get it. I, I, I It makes sense to me, but like it's it's still a little bit of a concern that you've had some of those slow starts. All right, yeah. Um, another game in the SEC that I want to talk about. Um, I, I want to I'm going to go with Tennessee first because all right, all right. I think I think Tennessee is back. Like I'm I'm cautiously optimistic about what we saw against um, against Kentucky, and and here's why. Tell me what you think about this. So we've we've talked over and over and over about how the big concern for this team is they don't have that alpha. They don't have that go-to guy. I called him the Band-Aid man, right? They don't have that guy that can stop the bleeding when you need it. I like them. that term. I like that term. Um they you, you like that. Uh, yeah, tough, so it's tough, it's
1: tough.
0: um and and we've been waiting for one of Jaden Springer or Keon Johnson to kind of develop into that guy. On Saturday night was the first time we saw both of them just absolutely take over a game. Yeah. They were so good in the final 8 minutes and they were great for the entire second half. Keon mm-hmm. Johnson had 27. Uh, Jaden Springer had 23 like they they looked every bit the part of like these great potential lottery picks. And look, I know Kentucky sucks. I'm not saying that they're good, uh, <laughs> but it's like you have to start somewhere. Right. Like you can't just I, I, I was on with Dane Bradshaw and like the big volume Pot, And he was like against Ole Miss at the end of the game with down by two on the last possession. Keon T- Johnson took the ball, drove right to the rack, went up and drew a foul goes to the free throw line 3.5 seconds less down to bricks his first free throw. And he's like it, it's disappointing that he missed that shot, but it's very very important that he took that free Set throw that and shot. he got exactly. that free throw because one exactly. it because you have to learn like you don't just like it wake comes, up being yeah, being like right. a go-to guy that can handle these like you want to have a guy learn how to how to, what it takes to take over a game you want him to yeah. understand that he can he can do it in those situations and yeah. you want him to know the experience of like having pressure free throws and bar so yeah. like that's it was bad for them that moment but it's good it was good for his growing process that that's what right, Dane was right. saying and i i agree with that and so it's not just that we saw them take over but it's also that we saw them do it while rick Barnes went with the small lineup and i think what he has to do moving forward is play Eve at the five play josiah jordan james at the four get keanu Jaden yeah. on the wings and then get like victor bailey and santi viscovi out there, out there and kind of roll through like their four wings and keep keep uh keep at the five like yeah. yeah spreads the floor creates driving lanes john fulkerson has not been very good this year it takes him out of the paint clogging things up take ej and a sickie out of the paint clogging things up and then just let your guards go out and make plays like I, I think that's kind of what you have to do so i think we kind of saw it all come to fruition on Saturday night in the second half. But again, the huge thing for me was that Keon and Jaden stepped up, put the, what's the line from that? Remember that old YouTube video? He put the team on his back though. Ray Jennings. He put the team on his back. back.
1: That's what Keon Johnson did. He put the team on his back. He
0: definitely did, man.
1: I was like super impressed with that team. Uh, I was super impressed with the win, like more or less how they won. Um, It's funny. I I traded Keon Johnson, and then he has this game. I have to see if I can get him back. But uh, now, um, Tennessee scouting report initially was kind of shaky in the first half because it seemed like they were like, "All right, we're gonna live with Kentucky just hoisting up threes. Like we'll make sure we keep them out of the uh, pain area, and if they get shots, we'll we'll live with it." And And Kentucky made shots. So, but the thing is, Tennessee was so like physical. Like, at one point, like, Lance Ware and Anaseki got into it. They ended up getting double fouls. Like, mm-hmm. like, Tennessee was, like, super physical the entire time. They were, like, at the bonus like with 14 minutes left and shit like that. Like, it was – they were beating Kentucky up. And then it led to – into the second half, they kept that same thing, and Kentucky and them were going back into it. But then Kentucky started getting more and more fouls, and then I had to take a little step back. They weren't as aggressive. So, now they weren't as aggressive. They weren't shooting. They weren't – they didn't play as well the second half as they, like they did the first half, and now it was impossible to keep like. Would it, I think they said something along the lines of, uh, of uh, Springer and uh, Johnson, they, they had a, they had twelve points straight together, and then they had a twelve 0 run themselves later on, like they were unstoppable in the second half to the point where they couldn't keep they couldn't keep Springer out of transition or the paint. Like he did anything he wanted. Johnson got, caught the ball on the, on the like kind of the wing corner area, in and out cross drive dunks. Like he, they did whatever they wanted in the paint, and they didn't even shoot the ball well from beyond the arc during this game. But they beat Kentucky and everything else.
0: Yeah, I mean that's so to me like this. This is not proof that Tennessee's back. Right. Or to yeah, back to being whatever I thought they were. But this but is, the is step. a good track, though. Yes. This this is the direction that they needed to take. This is the step that they needed to take. This is this is who they needed to be. Now, we're not going to be able to see them on Wednesday against Florida uh, because Florida has more COVID issues. But next Saturday, they're playing LSU at LSU. And that's going to be the game where it's like, OK, you know, if you're if Tennessee's back, if Tennessee is, is going to be a team that is um, legitimately in the mix for the SEC, like, I guess they're not going to be Alabama out but in like in the mix for um second place in the SEC legitimately like a second weekend uh elite eight kind of a team you, you go into LSU and you beat them up that's what you do this year who do you so, who do you have that game who do I I think Tennessee yeah. will win like why would I I think, I ever, I think they have why, I think so why am much I gonna more. pick
1: it I was just curious. I, I was trying to say, I was just want to say, because I think, LA, I mean, excuse me, I think Tennessee is too disciplined. I think LSU is going to get into like letting the kids just go out there. And- yeah. I've like, <laughs> for this long, man. Like I, I'm not
0: jumping off the bandwagon now. I just want to
1: make sure. I want to see where you are. That's all. I, I've seen you. I've seen you move a little bit sometimes. You know, sometimes you move. So I just yeah.
0: Say a- <laughs> <laughs> Only when impressed by Robbie, that's it. <laughs> um, uh, all right. So I guess like we got to talk about we gotta talk about Io and that performance that he had um against Wisconsin. Like he twenty one points, twelve boards, twelve assists, third triple double in program history. Yeah. Um like he so the thing that, that really threw me was like the the live dribble passing. That he was like the passes that he made. Like he had a couple in the second half where he comes off a ball screen going right and he's going full steam ahead towards the paint and just throws a no look, one hand fucking frozen rope to Trent Frazier in the opposite corner. And like that, that is such a high level. I mean, you could attest this Like that is such a high level pass. Not not only being able to make that read, but to come off the live dribble, like and just snap it like that right on the money, like that's and get get it there. like it's 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 such a high level pass. And and Io like I I just love Io so much. Facts. Um and I don't understand like I I think I think Illinois has the best inside outside combo in college basketball with with Io and Kofi. Um I think that when 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 they're able to hide Kofi on the defensive end like they were against Wisconsin, yeah. they are as dangerous as any team in college basketball. I think that they have the guards to be able to match up at least size-wise with Baylor and um with Baylor and Gonzaga moving forward. Yeah. yeah. Um okay, so. but like there's like they, they can get to a final four. Like I don't know if they can win a national title, but they can absolutely get to a final four and they can play with Gonzaga and Baylor. We've seen them play with Baylor. Mm-hmm. Um, but like the bigger thing to me is Io, like I don't understand. I, I see him in second round of draft boards and I don't get it. Like I don't, I don't understand what NBA teams are looking for. out He's six foot five. He's got the wingspan. He's got the work ethic. He's shooting forty one percent from three this year. He's got the pass. Like we know, he's got the passing in his bag, right? We know he's a clutch shot maker. Like I, I don't, for the life of me, understand like why would if you give me Io sumo in like the late twenties, like that is to me that's a, that that's a steal. You're getting a guy that's going to help an NBA team right away. I don't understand why people have him in the second round.
1: I mean, they can have him there. I don't think that he'll go there. So it's <laughs> like that, like once you, especially once they get into workouts and so on and so, like you'll see. Like mm-hmm. I can't see him going into the second round. He's a first rounder. Like he does too much, and he'll and then on that team he does too much. And now you'll have him on a team with pros around him. His 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 uh his job, the job that he has in Illinois, when he goes to the pros, like he doesn't have to do as much. All he has to do is the things that he can do now. He doesn't have to sit there and worry about friggin'. Doing a ton of rebounding, he'll still rebound, but he won't have to worry about doing a ton of those things. And ton, like, you just focus on coming off ball screens, making plays for himself and his team, being the great playmaker that he is, and being amazing in transition. Like, he'll focus on those things, and he'll stand, he'll be fine. Like, so,
0: yeah. I mean, if you were so, if you were going to tell me that um, that the concern you have is that he's a ball dominant lead guard in college, I don't know if he's necessarily talented enough to be a ball dominant lead guard at the nba level so you're concerned about him having to kind of play like a complimentary role off the ball and you're not you're you don't buy the like the jump shot don't buy the catch and shoot stuff then like okay i I get it i I get it and that's part of the reason why like i'm not saying like why the guy that's averaging twenty two six and 5 for a top five team in college basketball that's why he's going late second round it's because of those things. It's baked into the price of what you're paying for him as a draft pick. Right. Like if he was a like, great catch and shoot guy, like he would be, he'd be he would, a top he 10 be pick. Back. He
1: wouldn't be back. Yeah, he, he, he wouldn't be in college he, he, he right be now. would talking about him today. Like, yeah. So, 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 it's, so
0: it's, it's, it's baked into the price. So I, I, I just don't get it, man. I love Io. No, I mean, I'm, a, I'm, I think I'm, 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 I'm on Io's stand. Like he's, he's so good, man.
1: No, he's very good, man. It's, it's, it's also good to see, like, a, a great basketball player like him, a great college basketball player like him, be such a, like, a really good guy as well. Like, he's just a he's – a, he's all around. Like, so it's, it's a – I'm happy to see him doing well. That game, bro, was insane. Like, they tried at least three or four different coverages on him. <laughs>
0: like, they <laughs> none, had – Nothing but They
1: had Wall guarding him at one point. I was like, yo, they, they're doing everything. Like, they had – like, like they, they couldn't stop him. Um, and then it just – and then when, Co- when Kofi – Kofi got going early, too, and you can't keep him from just manhandling you. Like, it's it's only so much you can do. And I thought Wisconsin had enough guys to throw at Kofi to, like, slow it down a little bit. I thought they were going to put him in more ball screens than they did. Uh, Dimitri Trice had a solid game. I thought he played well. I just think he didn't put Kofi in as many ball screens as he could. I think that's like, like,
0: that's not what Wisconsin does like that. So I was, I was thinking the same thing.
1: I feel like as a coach, it's like, all right, I know this guy is has trouble with ball screens. So why not put my best boss offensive ball screen player, my best, my best perimeter player in ball screens to make it difficult for him. I feel like they, and that's why I can't blame Demetrius Trice for that. I feel like they got too much into the handoff, 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 handoff stuff on the perimeter and then all of a sudden, you have somebody else with the damn basketball off of a ball screen. And Kofi sometimes didn't even have to, like, they didn't even get into it really. Like, it was,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and Kofi just murdered them on the offense, offensive end, just bullied yeah. them. Yeah. Like, it was bad.
0: Yeah. Um, last thing I'll ask you about the Big Ten, and then we can move on and we can talk about Texas, and then we can get the hell out of here and get ready for yeah. the Super Bowl. <laughs> uh, so, to me, Wisconsin's. Out of the conversation for for best team in the Big Ten. Um, yeah, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't think that they were in a conversation heading into the season. Yeah, and I just like it, it's it's not working. It, they've um, been
1: impressive from what we thought. Like I personally thought they were going to be. Like honestly, I didn't. I thought they would be bad, and they were far from that. Like, but they're still they're not good.
0: The they're they're are, they're a good team, but they're yeah. like a they're like a, a four or five seed. Four or five seed, which is
1: good, which is good, good. But mean, it's, it's not, not. That's not the. it's not what. I mean, what they're striving to be, obviously. Yeah. They're not
0: that. So, so gun to head, who is who makes it the furthest in the NCAA tournament? Who's the best team in the Big Ten? We got Illinois, we got Ohio State, we yes. got Michigan, and we got Iowa out of those four teams.
1: Um, Give, I me, say, the, give me the power
0: rankings. Rank them, Rank all them right, right now. So,
1: we're going to go with Iowa. I'm going to go Iowa furthest out of, uh, excuse me, excuse me. My bad. Michigan's there. Excuse me. Michigan first, Iowa second. Then I'd have to go with uh, Illinois. Then I'd have to go with uh, Ohio State last. Like, if I had to pick, I feel like Michigan will go further. Michigan, as in comparison to most teams uh, in college basketball, I look at them like I look at Texas. Like, they're a more well-rounded team. They have more players. They're definitely a good starting five, and they got they got good pieces coming off the bench. I feel like they have a more well-rounded team. Granted, the point guard spot isn't the greatest, but it's still good and solid. I'm not going to hold you. It's not the greatest, but it's still, it's a pretty good, it's like a good solid, uh, good solid players there at the guard spots. Um, I look at Iowa offensively, they would be, I would have said, I said first at first, not even thinking, but defensively, like Michigan is infinitely better than Iowa defensively. And I, I just feel like, <laughs> I think,
0: I think me and you out there might be. Yeah, yeah than exactly. Iowa and, it's,
1: and it's just like the, as great as their offense is and having the player of the year on their team and uh, and three point shooters everywhere. Like they'll give you those the high scoring thing, and they'll outscore a lot of teams. But I just uh, I see them falling behind Michigan in that sense. Io and Kofi and Adam Miller and these guys, they're a great team. Uh, when they're when everything's clicking, they're basically just as good, if not better, than Michigan. But things have to click, and they don't have a consistency of having those things click. They either have issues defensively in ball screens, like we talked about. They get stagnant in offense sometimes. And if some, if Io's off, it's tough for Kofi, like Kofi will probably get his numbers and rebounding and he'll get points, but it's even tougher for him to get going when I O and the other guards, Trent Razor, these guys don't get going as well. Like, because now like people can key in on him because those guys aren't on or aren't making shots or it's difficult for them to score. So in the half court, but for Illinois to be a great team, they got to be great in transition and they got to, uh, and they got to get uh, Kofi going and they have to be great in half court so that they can find Kofi as well. And if those things don't happen, it's just tough for them. Um, and yeah,
0: I I would yeah, rank uh, them. I would I would take Illinois and and Ohio State, and I would put them combined at number one. Um, I just think like I, I, I maybe Ohio State is a little bit better because they could they, like in that s- specific matchup because they could pull Kofi away from the basket. But I think overall, Illinois is a better team. Mm-hmm. Um, if that makes sense, like I think yeah, Illinois no, will sense. be better. All right, so. Um, I would take Michigan. Uh, Michigan, what they were before the shutdown would yeah. be number one. Michigan right now, I'll slot them at number three, just because like we don't know what they're going to be. Um, you think they to fall that far?
1: Possibly. I, I mean, I don't I mean, know. I don't know. Like, you can't even imagine the worst case scenario. Like I think that if they come out and they drop like two games. Like I still or three games. I mean, you know, I, I still mean, don't but, think but they affect they, what they're going to be when they get going.
0: M- maybe, but it's also like. In the middle of the season, they're they're like in a hotel room for two weeks. Like that, they're, they're these guys are the, what Michigan like the state of Michigan basically said like you guys cannot go work out, you cannot have practices, you cannot do all of the stuff that you were going to do. So like, think about how much how much shape you lose um, when you got to get your ass when, to Michigan. Yeah, you like they like got to get another just, state. And it yeah, doesn't. right. It just it's it's it it's sucks, it's man. tough, man. So like, yeah. I don't know, um, and it's something that's that's probably like to me that's one of the biggest storylines as we move forward in the season. Yeah, just, like what is play. mission going to be yeah. when they come out of this pause? So um, we'll see. There's, there's, I don't think anyone can possibly know. It's just one of those, things, like, we'll, yeah. we'll see what happens when they play their first game. Um, And then I Iowa, was fourth for me, a clear fourth, just because I can't, I can't trust the team that can't guard. Mm, that's a, it's, it's just, it's just that that some, form,
1: of some form of defense.
0: Yep. All right. Let's uh, last thing before we get out here, Texas, that was, Kate Cunningham played the worst game that he could possibly play. He was five for 22 from the floor, made a lot of bad terms, a lot of bad yeah. decisions. Like it was basically like the nut low that we'll ever see Kate Cunningham play. Just so happens that Texas was even worse as a team. They shot 25% yes. from the floor. They were 14. five for 35 from three and they were 0 for 12 from the floor in two overtimes. Oh, Oh, for 12 from the oh, floor. In two overtimes. Do. do you know, do you know that's how hard, hard to do. that is in No, That's like, go. somebody's got
1: to foul someone. <laughs> you yeah. gotta get a bucket somewhere, like or you gotta get a. a Excuse me. It. Still, it's just it was pretty bad, bro.
0: Are you are you worried about Texas? No, I just feel like
1: they like Texas at its like floor to me. Like if the guys aren't making shots, like against Oklahoma State, obviously if they're they're paying on the Big Twelve. It's a tough conference, but like if they go into the tournament and at the floor, they're bigger, stronger, faster than most teams, and I feel like they can because they're that much bigger than most teams they can still find a way to win games like but like them at their ceiling obviously like they're they're an elite team so i'm not really worried about texas from here on out it's just it's just a matter of them not dropping too many games like from here on out like this is that was like that 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 the overtime like you just brought up was it was pretty bad
0: yeah well so here's my it was thing brutal, it, right it
1: was brutal to watch almost in a sense
0: yeah right? so so my thing on it is that Oklahoma State has been pretty good playing this zone. Um, they have like they, they have length and they have athletes and, and Mike Boynton has gotten them to kind of move the way that you want to move. And, and the thing about a zone is like when you are when the ball swings around the perimeter and you catch a shot and you have to go into it like that, as opposed to having the ball come to you and just going straight up when you have to like turn your body, that's a tougher shot. Um, and I think that they got some open looks, but those are tough shots to make. But that's kind of baked into what like Oklahoma State's trying to do. Still, yeah. it doesn't excuse shooting five for 35. Five for and
1: 35. And, 14% and entering, is ridiculous.
0: yeah. Entering the season or entering this game of Big 12 play, they were shooting 37% from three, right? Like mm-hmm. Courtney Ramey, um, Andrew Jones, and Matt Coleman were a combined uh, three for 26 from three. But yeah. like, Courtney Ramey entered, he was shooting almost 50% from three. Like Andrew Jones was shooting 35% from three during this game. Matt Coleman was shooting like 34% from three. So it's not like those guys were bad shooters before this. They're good shooters that missed shots and they they got their shots and they held Kate Cunningham in check. Like Kate Cunningham is awesome. So. To me, if you look at it, right, like the loss to Texas Tech, they've, they've lost four of their f- last five, which is why people are worried. Well, the loss to Texas Tech was kind of fluky because they blew a lead down the stretch, and Mac McClung made a shot. Um, the li- loss to, at home to Oklahoma came without their head coach, without Jericho Sims, without Courtney Ritten. right? They yeah. lost at home to Baylor. A lot of people are going to lose at home to Baylor. Yeah. And then they lose at Oklahoma State in a night where they don't make shots. Like, to me, this says as much about what the Big 12 is as it does anything specifically – about, about Texas, right? Texas. So, I mean, they got Kansas state on the road coming up. Then they got TCU at home. When those two games get right, then you go to Oklahoma and then you have Iowa state next. So three of their next four are very, very winnable. Um, You should be able to get right for the, the home stretch. Tell
1: me what you think about um Oklahoma state zone. I love it. Reason being, I, w- I hope I wish more coaches would do this in their zone, especially if they have, how can I put it? They're all around the same height one through four. If you have big guards like a big point guard or a big two guard, they keep Cade and Isaac Likely in the back and they keep the other two guards up. And once the big once their big man rebounds the ball, they're getting it to their point guards off the mm-hmm. off the rip. I love the way the zone because now that you, you can push and transition immediately. It's a little bit different when you have your, your big forward or in your big three man in the back of the two three. Cause now the guards have to come from the top of the zone back to get the ball and then go like it kind of like keeps them moving and it, and it gives them a lot of the transition points that they like to get, it gets them, gets them going. I like their zone, man.
0: Yeah. It, I mean, it's good when, when you, so the thing about a two three is like you need, you need athletes to be yeah. able to move like that. Right. Especially that they, they it's a little bit like a, a matchup two, three that they kind of play. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you, if you have athletes that can kind of get around and move on the perimeter um, and, and you could turn it into something where like you will guard your man in the spot. And, and it's basically like switching, uh, where that, whoever is guarding the next pass, um, like there's really not all that much difference functionally in how that defense works. So, mm-hmm. um, I mean, it's 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 good, it's tough. Like Mike Boynton's got them playing hard, and, and when you can play hard, you have Cade Cunningham, and then guys like Caleb Boone step up on nights when Cade isn't playing well, they're good. Oklahoma State's a good team. Thanks. Sometimes, like, like we said earlier, you could be a top five team this year and lose on the road to a team that's kind of like a, uh, you know, an eight, nine seed game kind of a team like Oklahoma state probably is. And it's not all that weird because there's not, really not all that much difference between them. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not worried about Texas, but it's with the, it's, it's with the concept context that like, they are what you would normally expect, like a top 10 to 15 ish kind of team to be.
1: Yeah. they blend blended in. They're, they're, that's a good
0: point, bro. All right. Day. Well, listen, man, this was fun. Uh, um, I am going to go get ready to, uh, for the Super Bowl, and I'm going to go try to control the chaos that is uh, going on in my house. Don't try there. to
1: control it. Don't try to control it. Just get out there and start yelling, man. Have a good time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Super Bowl, Sunday, I mean, man.
0: Yeah, that's what we're going to do. I'm going to go start running around. Get, get these <laughs> kids tired.
1: Exactly. Get them
0: ready for nap time. <laughs> All right, that's bro. We problem. will see you guys again. Um, yes, sir, make sure rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. Go sign up with Bet Rivers. Uh, they are our sponsors in this, and then uh, yeah, we'll see you locker guys next room. Thursday. And make sure you locker guys, room. Try. Yeah. Download locker room. Download Bet Spurts, And here's what you got to do. See you again on Thursday. Bring a beer. Beers and Ball Podcast.